Hello, what's up? You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration. We're out here with the casualties in Santa Ana, I believe. Yes, it's Santa Ana at the Yost Theater. And what's your name and what do you do in the band? Jorge, lead singer of the band. Yes, sir. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, The casualties itself, 26 years now. But I used to be in a couple other bands before that in the New York area. I was in a PC band, if you want to call that PC. And before that, I was more into like another street punk band. What are those bands? Wow. <laughs> it was a band called The Resistors. I used to be a squatter before the casualties. And I was very much involved in the um, squatter PC movement on New York. And um, because of the uh, situation of New York, the people involved in that scene, I found them to be very egotistical, very selfish, and liars at that time. I got out of that movement. And... I decided to be on the street on my own with one other guy. It was just the two of us. There was no street punk movement. And the PC punk movement was big. But um, like I mentioned before, the reasons why I got out of that. And um, the two of us, our numbers grew, and the casualties were formed out of that. And next thing you know, we found ourselves traveling. So did you choose to squat, or was it just... No. no. The squatter thing came because uh, I came from a Latino family, and my mom, very religious. And uh, she told me from the beginning, if I stepped out of the house and I didn't come back by 8 o'clock at night, find a place to stay. And my mom did it, like I mentioned, very religious person. She thought I was committing crime or something, but I was more into the music. So I found places to stay with friends like that. Next thing you know, I discovered the squatters mm-hmm. and I started deciding to stay with them. And I got, I was really involved in the music mostly. And... Because at that time I was into bands like Crash, Rudimentary P9, Anti-Sex, things like that from England, early 80s stuff. And um, with the Squatters, I started hanging out and um, I went to demonstration, got really involved in that movement. But I got to tell you the story, what happened. One day, I was hanging out on the streets with my friends and um, listening to the radio, as I usually did. And there was two kids with mohawks and exploited shirts walking down the street. They were like 12 years old. And the people I was hanging out with decided to throw rocks at them, calling them posers. Now, the people I'm hanging out with are like in their 20s. Mm-hmm. These little kids are like 12 years old. So I'm like, what the fuck are you throwing rocks at these 12 year old kids? I was one of those little kids. I wasn't born a punk. I used to wear exploited shirts, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, well, this and that. I'm like, you're stupid. That same day, I decided to cut off my dreads and got a mohawk. Took my bandage pants out of my closet and you had them in your closet yep i still had them put by my study jacket and the guy my friend said what happened to you i still the same guy still like the band so just wanted to dress punk rock the way it used to be and they didn't want to hang out with me no more so they started calling me an asshole and a poster so fuck it i took my radio hang out on the street alone drank beer alone by my own then I, just, I made a best friend like that. So it was two of us. And for a whole summer, the two of us listened to radio, drinking to drinking you know, beers. It was beautiful. The number of two turned to three, turned to ten. And I'm not even exaggerating or lying when I say to you, there was over 300 kids at one time at the corner on the street. That number grew. It was a, an article in the New York Times about it. And it became so big, and out of that, the casualties came out. And it was something beautiful, something that it wasn't made. Life, life made that. No, it wasn't planned. It wasn't like let's form a band. No, life itself made 
the casualties. Life in that era, the time, the people, what happened made that scene. And from there we took over and um, with no shows, no place to play because the squatter scene ruled all the venues. Mm-hmm. And there's a funny story about it. There was a, a famous place in New York called ABC Norio, a famous squatter play, venue to play. Now this place called ABC Norio it's very big in the PC squatter scene, but they don't know that all the punk rockers who weren't there were casualties crew. So she, that girl who used to take pictures of early days, ABC, the punks at ABC in the real. It was me and my friends in the pit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but she would say, oh, it's the punks at ABC. Since she was the PC scene run by PC people, People think it was the PC crowd. No, it wasn't. It was us the whole time. And and she admitted it. She's like, you know, she says, why are people like this? It was a question just started that. And uh, it's a it's a beautiful story. They didn't want to put out a record when we started. They were saying that we wrote too many songs about drinking. We did. We drank. We sniffed glue. Yes, we did sniff glue. We did. We were young. It's all we had. We, we had no... All we did was work and hang out on the street. We had nowhere to go. Bars would not take us. Nobody would take us. Clubs didn't want us. ABC, we just jumped in to see some bands once in a while and dance. And um, yes, we did all that. But we did write songs about working class people, which was about ourselves. And I'm not going to lie. It was part of growing up. It was part of our lives, you know? And do I regret it? No, I don't regret it. It was part of my childhood. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here. You know, it's, it was... I don't want other people to do it, no. I didn't do it because I wanted to. I did it because it was just the moment, it was the time, it was just the period where we were. We were on the streets, you know, nowhere to go. It was something just for us to, like, something to do. And hopefully kids have something better else to do now, thank God, you know. And, and out of that was born what we call the casualties and things like that, yes. So I've noticed that you guys changed your sound from uh, singing about drinking and glue and all that stuff. So what are some current themes to the songs that you're writing and singing about? Me personally, I always been for the working class man. I all my life, since teenage years until now, and I still sing in some of our working class men. Obviously, sometimes there's political problems. We had the Bush era, the Bush years. We had to write songs about the Arabs in that time because it also affected us. And um, now we have different problems, but it's almost the same equal as those days. But I'm very, very dedicated to the working man, and I love myself, um, my own, to write songs about the working class person, the person who goes to work every day, who doesn't, never had that chance in life to succeed. Many people don't appreciate what they have. You know, they have the luxury of a home or a car or things like that. Things that are simple, but, yeah, but there's other people who don't have that, who, who actually struggle every day just to f- bring the plate of food at home for the family. It's the way I grew up, and it's something I, I can never forget. It's stuck in me for the rest of my life. So what do you do besides the band? Right now, I work actually in a restaurant. And uh, for 25 years, I didn't work. <laughs> I was just doing the band traveling, and now all of a sudden, so I, I work by the, by close to my apartment, and uh, I'm very lucky. Jake actually got me the job. Thank you, Jake. It's a nice, beautiful place run by punk rockers. Yes, the boss is a punk. Everybody who works there is a punk, and they treat me... Patrick, I can't take that. Uh, Patrick. Uh, Patrick, Patrick the punk. And they treat me... 
they treat me like a rock star. <laughs> they let me do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> very beautiful people. I can, you cannot get a job better than that. So I'm very lucky. Yeah, there's a lot of punk rockers working restaurants out here in L.A. They're like in the kitchen with their uh, whatever they do and everything like that. It's always good because uh, people don't see you. So you can dress how you want to and be in a restaurant, but, yeah, but I do the same thing. Special. This place is special. Actually, the owner loves me. Like He just like, lets me come wherever time I want. My, I just say, I'm going away for two weeks. Okay, I'll see you in two weeks. Fine. And he'll pay me for it, too. <laughs> That's always a plus. Yeah, it's like beautiful. I mean, how can you say, you know, very nice. I, I got very lucky. I'm a very lucky person right now. That, yes. That's good. So let's talk a little bit more about the casualties of music. You've got this song called We Are All We Have. That you came out with that. Uh, that was on the previous album, correct? Correct. Where we have a couple of albums back. Um, that was a band, a band feeling that we always like. The boys come with the music. I come with the lyrics. We get together. Arguments happen. They do happen about changes. I make changes. I change the songs. <laughs> I, I'm very well known for that, and they get upset. And but at the end, well, you see the record what comes out after the arguments, and there's some changes made, and this and that. Some that didn't agree, some that I did agree, whatever. And some they didn't agree, and they, you know. But that's what came out. Where we have is about another song about the people in the scene, about the music, because uh, music actually has kept us alive. It had kept me alive, and um, as a working class man, it gave me hope as a young kid, and it still does today. And I hope it does for other people too. That they're not alone. Life sucks. Yeah, life sucks. But hey, who said life's supposed to be beautiful? It's about struggle and succeeding if you can and do your best. Don't copy people. It's about surviving and always succeeding. And if somebody tells you you did that, you're stupid. No. You did what's best for you, and that's what all that matters. I don't care if people, whatever they do, you know, like, as long as you go higher in your own achievement and not hurt anybody in the process, fucking beautiful. Yeah, I love the music video to that, too. What made you decide to make a music video about that particular song? Oh, uh, it was the band decision because it was singing about the people, the crowd. The music video was made on the roof of Jake's apartment in Jersey City. And you can see my apartment from there because I live two blocks away. And um, it was uh, done by friends. So everything, all the videos are made by our friends. So we don't have no major budget, nothing like that. It's friends helping friends. And it's beautiful. Yeah, I saw, I can't remember who it was from Combat Crisis on there. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, the latest one from the North. Yes, yes, yes. So let's take a listen to the song. It's called We Are All We Have by The Casualties. We're out here with The Casualties in Santa Ana. You're listening to the punk rock demonstration out here with The Casualties.
Get off my back. You're listening to the punk rock demonstration. We decided to choose that song because this guy over here decided to get on my back while we're coming up with songs to play on the show. So, <laughs> but apparently there's a story behind that song. So, what is the story behind that song? Ah, there is a story. That song was written by one person, Rick or bass player. I just gave it up. I don't want to this. But we all got affected by it, by our girlfriends at the time, thinking that we all wrote it, so our girlfriends got upset at us. But no, it was a uh, Rick at the time, the problem he was going through the time with his lady, and uh, it was very. But it actually caused problems for all of us with our girlfriends because they all thought that we all wrote a song. But 
and I always give 100%. Yeah, we didn't write a song, but we felt the same way. Rick did a little bit, not as much as he did. Because obviously it was about a lady at the time that he had. Who happens to be living in LA? If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of Rick, wasn't he the last person that joined the casualties? Yes, he was. Yes. How did you find him? Rick used to play in a band called The Manics in New York. And um, a friend of ours said that he was available because our, our bass player wanted to leave the band. He was time for, he had like personal problems, so he, he couldn't do it no more. So um, we didn't have any any anybody. And uh, a friend of ours said, Rick from The Manics wants to be in the band. So Rick came and um, said, all right, you can, he's from New York. So we're like, yeah, New Yorker, you fit in. Why not? We all from New York, so. So what year was this? Oh my God, that was a long time ago because uh, that was like in the mid, late 90s. So he's been in the band for a long, long time already, even though he was the last member to join, yeah. Haven't changed any members since then? No, no. And the secret of that has always been from the first time I created the band, from the first time, a friend of mine used to call me a communist. He used to call me a communist. The reason why, because I treated everybody in the same equality in the band, or whatever reason. Not in some political views, because communist has its problems too. Not everything is perfect. But he called me in that reason because of the uh, the equality of the workers. Every member of the band gets paid the same. There's no favoritism. I even gave the roadies of the band the same money that we made. And they got mad at me, the guys in the band, because I was going overboard with it. But I always wanted to do that. And I kept it that way. And I think it's one of the reasons why the casualties lasted so long. Because when we suffer financially, and the reason we all do, there's no one guy who makes more. So we all suffer, we all make money, we all make money. And it's like equality, which is a beautiful thing. So when did Jake start up Charged Records? Oh, Jake and his little Charged Records. Yeah. Uh, I think he copied me. I used to have a, a video. A video, uh, I don't know if people don't know around here. Some people didn't back in the 90s. I used to have a video called Parapunks. I came out with like 40 videos, compilations. I put out the first video of The Unseen, the first video of The Virus, the first video of many bands. I brought some bands from England. I put them in there, Oxymoron. And I used to have my own video label. And Jake loved it. I sold hundreds of them on the road. And uh, it was during the VHS days. And Jay's like, I want to do records like that. He goes, yeah. And I said to him, copy like the punk at the from England. And he did. And he was in the mid-90s. And he decided to put our friends, because we were all friends in those days. The virus, the unseen. All of us were close friends. And he started his little charge record, which was uh, very successful in those days. And obviously the band touring a lot back then, because we never went home. We were touring like all year round. We were like doing tour after tour. No, it was all DIY. We tour America three times a year. We never saw home. We used to sleep on the streets, in friends' houses, apartments, you name it. We slept anywhere. You were like a very hard-working band. None of this came because of people helping us. No. We 
we did it on our own. We, we gave a hundred percent. Many people are like us. No, we never so fucking now. What do you think, your mommy and daddy pay for it? But no, we were traveling, pay, put on, invested our money on any profit made. We we bought our car, we fixed our guitars, we we ate like tacos, whatever we could find. It was like for years, and that helped also sell Jake's uh, record label because on the road kids would buy it and became very popular and helped the bands in the in his label popular too. So he helped the scene. So what was your thing called? It was Powerpunk's videos. Oh, that's right. And I saw many of my videos on YouTube. And the funniest part is that I put out the first video of Asratton, a friend of ours from Pittsburgh. It's a PC band. And many of the Asratton fans nowadays who are hate the casualties are like, oh, beautiful video. This is better than the casualties. Little do they know that I'm the one who videotaped <laughs> Yeah, that's the same thing when I was talking with someone about AFI. You know, AFI, the early AFI songs were like punk songs, but now they're like a little different. So they're like, oh, AFI, they're horrible, blah, blah, blah. And then they play them an AFI song, like Mommy Wants, or uh, what was that, Mo whatever that song with the Mohawk was called. It's like, oh, that's a really good song. I'm like, did you know that's AFI? <laughs> they were quite disappointed. Yeah, people, people, has always been like that in human history. They judge and... Many times it's good to know your roots. It's good to know about where do they come from? What have they done? You know, instead of yes, because people tell you this. People are, people are followers. It's a sad part. Punk was never like that back in the day. But punk has become that. People, yes, yes, so they can be accepted by the scene. They, they just like follow whatever they say and just repeat the same thing just so they can be accepted so they can belong somewhere and that is sad because they're not being themselves they just this like a what do you call it they're like clones they're all clones they say that the guys who spike their hair is a fashion but then you see them they all look the same themselves so it's like <laughs> it's a joke isn't it the smart ones are the ones that like start up new bands and like get high paying jobs but still look punk rock you can say that probably probably you know what I mean and uh, to me to me it's like um, always the person who brings something new to the table something fresh something that is different from anything else that to me is more porn I like to hear something that's wow I never heard that that's a good mix you know something like cool but this is fucking different doesn't sound like every other band that is porn rock to me you know what I mean and, and, and bands have lost that many bands are copying each other and mentality and also political views they, they don't bring nothing new to the table and um, I always believe in there was a thing back in the 90s 80s called personal anarchy which is something I always believe in I never wanted to be part of a of a of a movement that's took many people because at the end they become just what they were or the same thing they were against because a leader comes out of there who starts getting greedy it's just human nature and I never wanted to be part of that and to me punk, punk is something to be different and, and also punk has changed back then I wanted to buy a record I had to go to a record store in Philadelphia 
because I already borrowed the records from my city. So I would go to Philadelphia, to Boston. I would travel for hours and buy a record, find the records, or find the people, find the shit. Nowadays, you just press a button on the internet and you, you know everything about porn. You know what I mean? So it has changed too. Yeah, you can even watch it on YouTube too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what's the new thing? I don't know. What, what, how you how you describe what's, who's real, who's not? I don't know nowadays because it's like, it's different, isn't it? And uh, to me, it's like, you need to talk to the person in person, like face to face, see that. And that's the only way to find out because, hey, I can fucking read a book, copy the book, and say, that's me, I believe it. And people, oh, this guy's smart. No, I'm not fucking smart. I'm just fucking copying the book, what it says. And somebody else wrote it, not me. Anybody can do that. And that's what I see now. And it's sad, but it's the truth. Yeah. Luckily, they've got Google now, so that way they can catch people that plagiarize. Yes. <laughs> You'd be like, uh, you say a quote, and then you can look, look up the quote on Google and find the exact copy of that, so that's good. It's, 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 it's a sad thing, and um, people don't know, but I'm going to say that. I never have Facebook. I never will. I don't have Instagram. I don't have none of that social media. Never had it. There's people out there with my name in it. I have no idea who the fuck they are. I never had it. I've seen people on their phones and the internet, things like that. That's not me. No, I never had that with me. And, and not on my phone 24 hours, never. I, I like talking to kids, talking to you like this in person. And um, this is probably, like I mentioned to you before, the second or third interview I do in the United States in many, many, many years. I don't do it. I do it in Latino countries sometimes, but I try not to do interviews. And um, the main reason I think that Anybody can read and then all of a sudden they twist things so they just put this on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, I like to talk to people more in person. And as I, you see my show, I talk to kids and they're telling all these stories. I'm telling you, I tell them right there. It's like something beautiful. Hey, yeah, I hang out with him. Yeah, he hang out with me and we talked and that's how he knows what I said. He didn't read it on the internet. He didn't do that. No, it was like real. It was punk rock. And that's exactly why I do this because I absolutely hate reading interviews. I like to listen to them and like it just sounds more realistic when you hear it. It is. It definitely it is. Anybody can um, can take their time. You're asking questions by the mail or things like that because they can just like think about it. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to write? No. Everything I answered right away was in my heart. Could come wrong. Sometimes I had to like uh, even give you the other side because it's, I don't want people to to think the wrong way. Like, if you ask me a question, sometimes I had to go back to answer that question because any answer to me has a root why I'm giving it to you. There's a reason behind it. And also with writing, there's no feeling in it. So, for example, if you talk to a recording, the computer can't figure out what you're really meaning because in English you can, if you say something like hi or hi, it's a totally different meaning. But on paper, it still says hi. And it's ambiguous on what that really means so audio interviews are so much more personal so let's take a listen to some more music since we've been talking so much we've been talking about the punk rock roots and you were talking about how in the early days you were talking about glue and drinking and all that stuff so let's take a listen to bored and glued yep and then we'll take a listen to a new song by you guys so you're listening to the punk rock demonstration we're out here with the casualties in santa Ana. here's bored and glued
that was Chaos Sound, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration. By the way, that song is by The Casualties. We're out here with The Casualties. I'm Jack, and we've got George over here. And Chaos Sound is a track off of your brand new album called Chaos Sound. Correct. Title, title track. Yeah. And when did uh, that come out? Uh, not, not that long ago. I think a couple of months ago. And actually, I just got that record myself like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, no, it was a... Uh, it was probably uh, um, a very hard album to record because uh, everybody moved it to different locations. And it was a little hard. For the first time, we're, we're not all based in one spot, New York City. Did you record that album in California? The boys did, not me. I, I couldn't go because I had work. I was working. So they did the, we did the vocals where I live, two blocks from where I live. And uh, I lost my voice. I had a bad cold. I was very sick. And the studio was paid. I had no choice but to go and do it with my bad voice. And I did. So what you got is George and his words. Sorry, guys, but I tried. But I came out all right, I think. You know, it's funny because I haven't heard of that album. And then everyone's like, oh, you got to check out Chaos Sound by Casualties. It's awesome. It's awesome. That's part of the reason why we decided to do an interview because I haven't heard the Chaos on album and when I heard it, I'm like why is everyone so like it's so good I got, had to find out so that's why we're talking today the beginning of Chaos Sound there's a little intro of a girl with an opera kind of singing she is a friend of mine and we work together and she went to Jersey City University and she, she was going to sing an opera. So I said to her, you know what? That sounds beautiful. I want you to oh, do an intro for me. And she goes, why? I go, you would, she, and I told her, I like Spaghetti Western. I love Clint Eastwood movies. And there's songs that I love. And I want you to do one of those songs for your beautiful opera boy. The girl came to the studio when I was doing my recording. I invited her and I'm not lying. In less than five minutes, she heard the song for the first time from Clint, from Andy Morricone, Clint Eastwood movie. Less than five minutes, she heard it. She never heard it before, and she did that. It came out beautiful. I was with my mouth open. I gave her a big hug, good friend of mine, and it was like, came out, and I was the only one who wanted that. Nobody else wanted it. And I said to them, please, just... Let's record it. You don't want it, we might not use it, but I just want to know that we have it and it can probably be used. And I fought for it, and I fought for it. And they put it on, thank God. Maybe that's why everyone's a fan of Chaos Sound. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's why, but I like to put new things. I like to put new stuff in porn rock. I don't like, I like to, I like to be, like, um, like I mentioned before, always, Try to create it. Yes. Don't copy. Try to be different from the other guy. So people were like, damn, I can do that, you know? To me, it's like, that's what makes porn rock. That is porn rock. So the cover art, I've noticed uh, the band Badass played today. And Helen, the one of the singers for that band, is also on the cover of the album. How did that happen? Um, a lot of our friends are from L.A. And... Uh, close friends of ours. We love the LA scene, obviously. They have kept us alive, and they're probably the biggest casualties fans that I've seen, and I love them a lot. And they have come from the same working class background that I love the most. 
in what other place to do it than here in the picture, the cover. Friend of ours is like, hey, you know, I got this. All right, like I told you, it's all friends. And then the idea was like, I'm a big fan of, and the boys are too, Punk and Disorderly, the, the three albums that came out from England in the early 80s. And they had the same style. And we're like, yeah, let's change that black and white with the color hair, just like Punk and Disorderly. And, um, and that's when it came out, and the kids are all LA people. Yes, yes. The casualties are soon going to be an LA band. I see you guys here all the time. Yes, of course. Like I said, I, I we love LA. Actually, Rick, our bass player, lives in LA now. And Jake and Meggers pass most of their time here. <laughs> they come here all the time. Actually, they're going to be staying here for a couple of months, I think. After Mexico, they're staying here. What about you? Are you coming to LA too? I got a job. I got to go back to work. <laughs> Tell me you're going to take two months off work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do that probably. I can do that. No, I got a family. I got a family. I really wanna, I, if I could, I would come here because I love it here. It's like, LA is like a home for us. The people are so nice to us, they're so beautiful and I feel at home here. If, if I could, I would love to, you know, but, you know, family comes first. So do you still have good relations with your family now that you're uh, in a band and successful? Oh yeah, my family relationship, oh my God, I could tell you stories. Uh, right now, it's beautiful. To make a long story short, when I just got into music, and uh, uh, this is going to take a long time, so I'll try to make it short as I can, because it's a beautiful story, too. I used to my first summer job from school. I was like 13. I had a job. And I spent my first paycheck on records. And I started my record collection as a little kid. And uh, my brother would give me money, too, because he had a summer job after school, and he would give me some money, because I was a kid. And I always spent that money on records, too. I had a big collection going. But as I grew older, um, my mom thought I was, like I said, she thought I was uh, listening to the devil music. My father thought I was turning gay because of that punk rock clothes. So they were against it. And uh, one day I, I came from school, and my mom... I put all my record collection in the middle of my room and broke it with a hammer. And for a 14-year-old kid who loves music and spent all he had on that, all his money, yeah, I got hurt. I got hurt really bad. But not only that, my mom brought a priest to the house to throw holy water at me. He was, yes. And... Um, I told you I come from a very religious family, and uh, but I understood where they came from. I understood why they were like that. You know, they're like uh, working class people who work two jobs a day, and their son is doing that instead of like trying to succeed in life that they're trying to help. I knew that right away, but they could not understand that I, how much I really love music. But that was insane, and that was the beginning of that. But but later on, my mom started to notice that I was really, really love music then when I graduated from high school uh, before I graduated from high school I got kicked out of the house by the way so but I graduated in high school not living at home I was living somewhere else but when I graduated my mom brought me back home she was happy I graduated I was going to college I went to college which degree were you trying to get? I went to Hunter. I was in just typical liberal arts. I didn't know what I wanted because I was so much into music. And um, this is great. After three weeks in college, 
I came home and I sat my mom and dad together and I said to him, Mom, Dad, I still listen to music. I can't help it. I, I don't want to go to I, I go to college. I just put my headphones in. I just want to hear music. I, I really, I was addicted to it. I sleep with it. And, um, and my mom and my dad said to me, you know what? Find a job to, to do with music and then you quit. The very same day I went looking for a job, I got a job at Tower Records. And I told the guy, they go, okay, quit. And I quit. And I started working at Tower Records and I started my my life more towards a music porn rock scene, you know? And, uh, and I worked from record store to record store and I started hanging out and next thing you know, I had apartments with roommates and things. And life brought me here. It's great to hear. So where can people find more information about the casualties? The boys run the, the Facebook thing, the casualties page. The boys do it. Not me. I have no idea what's going on with that. I don't do that stuff. Like I told you, I'm not a fan of social media. I hate it. They tell me everything that's going on in the world in that sense. Me too. Yeah, uh, I, I personally like to talk to people in person. And people who I have met throughout the years know what I'm all about. And they know who I am. And... um. You can find our stuff at the band, mostly like on the Facebook things, you know, and uh, through the labels and things like that, and what's going on. Which label are you currently on now? Uh, we're at Sisters of Miss from friends who have back us up very much and through good and bad times, and still with us, and like I said, they made us. They made us, and they talk to us, they know what we're all about. Everybody who knows us is stuck by us because they know... We're real. I can say that. We're 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 not fake. We we tell like it is, and if we don't like you. I tell you, I don't like you. But it's something that has also that kind of mentality has brought a lot of enemies to me, because I have spoke against a lot of people throughout the years who still hate me, and they hate me until now, and they are talking against me until now. People that I see them doing wrong things in the past, and I spoke about it. People who run places who do benefits for over 20 years and the money goes to their pocket. People who use kids to work for free for them because it's DIY, but they take all the money while the kids and a new generation of kids work for free for them. And I speak against that because I know they use, they're, they're like business people. They use people, naive kids. And kids are like, they're not, they should open their mind, you know, because I had an open mind when I was 13, so don't tell me you're a kid. You're already thinking, you know? Yeah, we need more people like that. I believe that is like true punk rock where you speak your mind and you don't care what anyone else thinks. That's what it's all about, and, and that's what I'm trying to do with the casualties music. When you see on the crowd, you see some PC punks in there too. And they believe the same thing. Some of them, you know, they don't know, but still like their style. And you see some hardcore kids, you see some stretch, you see some metalheads. And, and we get a mixture, you know what I mean? The people who don't want to get brainwashed by their scene that you only listen to this and that's it. So we get the ones, we get the black ships from every scene to counter, which I prefer, you know. I never say that. Like, the band should be for one specific reason. No, I, I mostly like. I have a, I like open-minded people, but I have a very special feeling in my heart for the working class kids. That's good. So let's end off this interview with the song called For the Punks.
since uh, I believe that's what the casualty is all about, right? For the punks. <laughs> so let's take a listen to the song. It's by the casualties. You've been listening to the punk rock demonstration out here in Santa Ana with the casualties. Here's for the punks. Same old stuff they call punk rock. Well, take a listen to these upcoming songs. Never before heard anywhere. It's the punk rock demonstration new music block. Remember, you heard it here first on the punk rock demonstration. I got my mind on the next generation. The ones that make the future stipulations. Can just imagine conversations about how you're gonna save our nation. What we're gonna say, what we're gonna do, we stand with our middle fingers and say, Fuck you! Here he comes, a new impersonator. A politician, professional pretender He has no answers, he's in no hurry He's too busy strangling our country 
That was another awesome interview. That one happened to be The Casualties. And you just heard The Delinquents. That song's called Next Generation. I'm not sure if they've got a the in front, but it's definitely Delinquents. And that starts off our new music here in the Punk Rock Demonstration. I'm Jack. My website still punkrockdemo.com. You can send requests on there. You can send in songs of your band. We'll be playing those requests a little bit later in the evening. Right now, I want to play songs that you've never heard of before. And we're going to continue with Gutter Villain. This song's called Cinder Block.
Mary, don't turn around like a merry-go-round. Eyes are goody to sound. Mary, don't turn around. Mary, don't you turn home. You got a world you can roam until you fall in your dawn. Mary, don't you turn home. Mary, don't you cry now. There is no way to find now. So keep on moving your own. Don't you cry now In the still of the night You'll hear all of the cold That you pay in the price That you have light on your life So don't you take your way home Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Hey, this is Russ from Shell Shock Lullaby, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration. The moon lit up the sky, I couldn't even see that night, I reached to pull you in, hours pass, I can't wait to feel your skin against mine soft and warm, you just laid there on the floor, the night I wanted you like I never had before, without serendipity. some shell shock lullaby with without serendipity it's the acoustic version and a little bit about acoustic stuff i absolutely hate acoustic stuff i don't know what it is with acoustic but i just don't like it unless it's like some folk or irish music or something like that then it's tolerable but when it's not i find it extremely irritating sort of like when i went to go see rancid for the first time ever they were going to play a special set they said and the special set was acoustic and I was quite pissed. So 
Yeah. Anyways, before Shell Shock Lullaby, we heard Four Quarters. That song is called Dr. Lofas, I think it is, with Cold Beer before that. Chameleon Technology with Civilization was before that. And I forgot to mention that Lofas or something like that. That band's been around since 1996 from Pennsylvania. Surprised I haven't heard of them, but now we get to hear them. I'm pretty sure you haven't heard of them either, so that's why we're including it in the songs that you've never heard of before segment. And now that I've messed up all the order, you can go over to my website and find out the exact order that I play the songs in. Punkrockdemo.com. Click on the show and click on playlists. This was 540. Lazy J was before Chameleon Technology. That song's called Don't Turn Around and People Watch with Shit was before Lazy J. Now here's the last of the new music and then we'll continue with more punk rock. This new song is by the Barbarella Tones and the song is called Stinkaroo. It's like trying to make love to the music of John Tesh. It's a stinkeroony, 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 stinkeroony. Shot out from your mini skirt like a dart. It was a stinkeroony, 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 stinkeroony.
I'll tell you what to do I don't care and I don't pay Love me what you wanna be Why can't you just walk away? We don't need you anyway I'm smart and left behind Now the world's going by I'm going blind man And I'll fucking go I'm going blind man And I'll fucking go Let's go!
some MLTF with Innocent Eyes and then Starving Wolves before that with Thrown Away. The Rotten Blue Menace with Going Blind was before Starving Wolves. Then we heard some Evacuate. That's how it's called One-Sided Friend. Shattered Faith with A Special Day was before Evacuate. And Pistol Grip with 764-7060 was before Shattered Faith. And next week we're going to have an interview with Assault and Battery. That's on August 1st. If you didn't listen on Monday at 7pm Pacific Time on July 27th, that's why you should always check out the Punk Rock Demo calendar, punkrockdemo.com calendar, I mean, and find out all of the interview schedules there. We're going to continue with this next punk rock song called Crowley's Curse by Matilda Scoundrels.
were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. The pictures of airplanes flying in the buildings, fires burning, huge, huge structures collapsing, have filled us with disbelief. Something like so that we can.
This is Kieran from the Restart saying, check out the punk rock demonstration with Jack. Don't touch that dial or that bitstream. We take all kind of pills and give us all kind of thrills, but the thrills we never know. It's a thrill that'll get you in your get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Gonna see my picture on the cover. Gonna buy five copies for my mother. Gonna see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone.
Kituli bana Uganda na Ferwachi mtu sosola. Tubere mtu omu. Kula kula na ya government. Neba na njiniyo. Bakuchu nabo bantu. That was the restarts with Uganda calling and then Blood Wolf before that with nothing to lose. 390 with destruction was before Blood Wolf and then we heard some Mizen scene or uh, I won't even try to attempt to pronounce that. It's Belgian. That song's called Paranoid City. Broken Cuffs was before Mizen scene. That song's called The Real World and Hub City Stompers. That song's called Mass Appeal. And I was thinking about uploading this interview that I did with the casualties up onto YouTube because now they support 8K video and if you're not familiar with 8K or what that all means it means the resolution or video size and the bigger it is the longer it takes to render the more memory it takes the more processing power you need and the more bandwidth and all that stuff basically a very hell of a large video and right now the standard is like 1080 so 4K is the upcoming standard, or maybe it already is, who knows. And 8K is the next upcoming standard, maybe in 2020. And right now YouTube supports that, and I'm rendering stuff in the maximum possible right now at 10K. It takes, well, I haven't finished with the exploited interview from last week, but it took about three to four days on my fast PC at work. Yeah, I did the stuff at work because I can and the computer's faster at work than at my house and it's a lot cooler so might as well do it there but that took three and a half days to render 4k video the 8 well the 10k is still rendering it's probably going to take maybe three times longer so I'm expecting it to finish within probably two weeks and then we'll upload it to YouTube which will take another day and a half and then it will spend the next two days rendering at YouTube maybe even two weeks who knows so lots of uh, processing power going on there I love to waste processing power but that's a different story we're going to continue with more punk rock because it's the punk rock demonstration my website punkrockdemo.com you can find interviews and songs you've never heard of before in the program and you can find it all at punkrockdemo.com here's some requests and I guess I'll leave you with requests because we're nearing the end of the program next week we'll have that Assault and Battery interview on August 1st so I'll talk to you all next week this is a request for Axed and Smashed and the song that they want to hear is She's the Devil I'll leave you with that and tune in again next week at 7pm pacific time at punkrockdemo.com for Assault and Battery interview
Devil, 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 she's the devil. 